Welcome to the Minimalist CEO Podcast with Nate Lindquist. Nate created the Minimalist CEO Method to help business owners redefine and grow their businesses by finding new demand in places they never thought to look where there's no competition. By following his opposite thinking strategy, Nate's coaching clients have grown their business up to 40% in just two months and created tens of millions of dollars in revenue. Nate himself has launched more than 140 businesses. On the show, Nate interviews successful business owners and experts who share the secrets you can use to have a better business and a better life. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Nate Lindquist here with the Minimalist CEO Podcast. I'm here with a special guest. We have amazing guests here. We continue to dig in, go deeper and deeper into what makes businesses more successful. Today, we're finding... Really, when we talk about stripping things away, getting to what really matters, we got a guy who really has figured that out. I'm introducing you to Brandon Faust, the co-owner and CEO of Mold Zero. And you know, this guy, Brandon, first of all, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Nate. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah. And the, the story, reading your story, understanding what your what your son went through, what you've been through, this idea of air quality. You've got this background in making a difference for other people and in nonprofit. And then it turns into this massive drive to help people because of what you went through. And I think it's such a core, you know, it's it's obviously what you've done with Mold Zero. You've grown the company to be, gosh, right up into the well, way, way into the into the seven figures. You're continuing to grow. What's the driving force behind building your business as effectively as you have? I think more than anything, it's making a difference in people's lives. And when you understand that. And you you actually duplicate your role and how you can serve other people. It, it communicates. So you know I don't particularly like to call myself a salesman, but I've been told that I'm good at sales. But more than anything, it actually comes down to educating the person and having their best interests at heart and making sure that if you can't help them, then don't try to sell them something that they don't need. But if you really understand the problems that they're running into and you see the impact that it could be having on their lives or somebody's lives that they care about, then of course, you're going to be able to communicate with sincerity and it's going to resonate with them. So that's, you know, the thing that really drives me is making a difference. I had my own issues. My son had his issues with mold toxicity. And when the lights go off on that and you realize that it's actually a real deal, it's not a scam. It's not just some way to make a lot of money, but it really is a invisible enemy they can debilitate people in a way that most people don't even think is possible. When you really understand that, it never gets old. You wake up with a mission and a purpose and you want to change people's lives. And I think that's what's really led to the success from Old Zero and you know, me helping to expand the company. You, you know, it, you've hit on a topic that's is very real for me. You know, I hit when I turned 20, I was done my sophomore year of college. I came back and all of a sudden I had a doctor's appointment, an inhaler. I couldn't breathe. And what I found out is that not only was there mold in the air in my dorm, but there was also mold under the carpet where I grew up because I I had a bedroom in the basement. It was really nice, nicely set up, but they've been years of mold and they peel back the carpet and there's all this mold and I was getting sick and I scared the hell out of me. They're giving me these inhalers, aerobid flunicillide and prednisone and, you know, boom, I'm in the hospital. I'm having anxiety attacks. It's like scaring the hell out of me. And, you know, I looked at that. I'm like, I've got to get through this. And I, I realized I moved and I started getting healthy. Yeah. And then I moved again and I started getting sick again. And I found out I had this massive sensitivity that went on for a number of years, but you've hit on something that's core. And I think for our listeners, it's something, it's certainly been a theme and the idea of like, you got to be on your quest. So you have 
you know, a, a very big, serious moment of frustration and fear and someone you love and care about, something that's bigger than you, not just about the business, but about helping other people, helping your son, getting yourself healthy, seeing like, I've got to figure this damn thing out. And then it's a driving force. It's like, in this case, it's very similar to the story I say all over, you know, over and over again is how did that 90 pound woman lift the car for son? You know, how did the, the you know, the 18 year old girl lift the car that when the jack broke off her uncle and you Google this stuff and you figure it out. And it's like, there was something, a need, a deeper, urgent need that was bigger than me, that was based on caring and helping. That was, it was love-based. And it's like, I get up in the morning because I know I've seen other businesses who suffer. And I know like, look at all the junk food, look at all the waste, look at all the BS and nonsense, BS being big story. I like to keep it clean here. And I know it's got to stop. I want people to cut away the overhead. So I'm looking at what you're doing, man. You obviously got it. I'm not giving you any space to talk here, but I think I'm praising you. What you're doing with with the company is inspiring. I'm glad you're on the podcast. And if you could, you know, you've grown this company. I would love, could you just share, maybe share the biggest challenges that you had to overcome and what you did to improve your success in the business in the process? I think that the biggest thing I had overcome was trying to do it all myself. You know what I'm saying? Like there comes a point where you want to manage every aspect of your business and being able to put other people into place. And I I think that if there's one of the gifts that I, I know I have is being able to find really good people and putting them together. Right. And that was part of what I did in the nonprofit was really finding incredible talent. And, you know, it's the sort of law of attraction, in terms of you're going to find people similar to you and they're going to want to migrate and be around you. So that's really a crucial element to, you know, as far as like not just being the only one, but actually putting a team in place that can help you on that mission and inspiring them to help you on that mission, you know? So, so was your vision really important here, Brandon? I mean, being able to share the vision with your, the vision with your team members, did you create people who believed in what you're doing before they look for a job? Absolutely. Because you're talking about actually being able to change somebody's life and like you're like what you ran into. Right. So you were dealing with symptoms in terms of this was happening and you're taking various medications and potentially, you know, uh, different inhalers and whatnot. But ultimately, there was a core problem that you were running into. And truthfully, you were treating the symptoms in that scenario rather than actually finding what was that the root cause of the situation. When you moved out of your dorm, the problem was no longer a problem. So the actual problem was toxicity in your environment. So I think that if you apply that approach to every aspect of your life, which is finding root cause or what's the actual problem that's causing these symptoms, then all of a sudden it opens up uh, real solutions that are lasting. That's why, you know, for Mold Zero, our philosophy And what I've gone through aligns very much with, you know, the doctors that are trying to find root cause. And that leads right into environmental toxicity, mold toxicity triggers in the environment, things that you might be eating that are triggering situations physically, mentally, and ultimately spiritually. So if you are in a a toxic home, the number of labels that can come from being in a toxic home, depression, anxiety, even schizophrenia. I've had, you know, I've talked to various like psychiatrists to talk about multi leading to some of these labels that you never would think are actually 
related to environmental toxins. It's funny that you say that. I don't want to say funny, but it's relevant that I've heard not only about over the years, I mean, I'm 46 now and I'm giving that away, but I have to say that because when I shave my beard off, I look 12, but (laughs) I've talked to people who've been through this and have had an at home. And what generally happens is there's a whole breed of advisors around you, the parents, family members. And, you know, here's what I generally hear. Stop being a baby. You know, you just got to calm down. You're anxious. Or, uh, you know, really forcing people into their shell of what's wrong with me. Yeah, I guess it's not environment. It's you. The problem's with you. And, you know, I got some of that. You know, I got some of that. And I don't think it was super fair or nice. And there was some love there and there's some caringness. But a lot of it was like not looking to the root cause of like, you know, you're pretty healthy kid. There's probably more going on here. And it's sort of the blame game too. I think a lot of people will blame. They'll say, well, it's because you drink too much. It's because you eat too much. It's because you're overweight. And it's always this, I'm not surprised that you're not feeling well. You're always being negative. You have no idea how many times I run into that with specific families where there's one person in the family that has mold sensitivities because it's about 25% of the population that actually has a gene that prevents them from detoxing from mold the same way everybody else does. So they look like the crazy ones in the family or they think that they're hypochondriac or that there's something that they're just imagining. No, you're actually dealing with a gas is getting into the body. The gas is fatty in substance. So it has a natural affinity to the most natural part of the body, which is the brain. And that impacts the nervous system. So you have mold toxicity that could actually lead to things like Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, even cancer of the liver, things like these that most people have, they don't believe that there's a connection, but when you actually start doing the research, there absolutely is a connection. We're going to get this in front of more people, man. I'm so glad that you're here. I know there's going to be thousands of people who hear this. So the work that you're doing is bigger than the remediation and the services that you have in the business. And that's obviously why, you know, we want to have you sharing in this podcast, Brandon, I think the work you're doing is exemplary. It's not just about, look at me, look how smart I am. You know, I can feel the heart and the soul of what you're doing And, you know, I think that from a standpoint of being a business owner, I think you're hitting on something that we don't get to as much as I'd love to, which is like anyone listening this far into this and hearing what you're sharing has got to be inspired already. Yeah, I I hope so. You know, the, we're talking about root cause. We're talking about, you know, creating that turning point. We're talking about what really matters here. You could have gone out and been the guy who like encases mold and the problem goes on. You could have been the guy who paints crap into a corner. You could have been the guy who... Listen, it's stack them deep, sell them cheap, make the sale. But the idea is you're the guy, someone could actually scream and demand that you write the book, that you tell the story, that you show others how to do it because you're coming bottom up from this is, there's a meaning here for you. You were able to go through this process and save your son's life, save your own life. Now you're helping other. So I want to go deeper into that. And I I have a sense that we're going to have a chance to do that. I think kind of bringing it back, knowing that that's there, hoping everyone took I'm saying like, get your pen and paper out. I got mine out. I want people to, I'm always writing stuff down. So I want people to gaff that on a pen, bring it into the boat, you know, take that on board. Um, You know, as I shift gears right now, Brandon, what I'd love to know is if you had an old way of thinking and we all have to come on the journey, I'm going to, I'm going to make you share it too. How old are you? I'm 45. You're 45. So we're similar in age and you have the old way of thinking sort of the, before things started to click, you're like, Oh, I'll have a business. Oh, I'll go into nonprofit. Oh, I'll make a difference for other people. Oh, I want to be a self provider. So you have sort of this old way of thinking. Mm -hmm. Then something happens when you realize "Ah, I've been limited all this time. 
and I'm no longer limited. Some call it an epiphany. Some call it a turning point. Some call it an aha moment. What was it for you? So the first aha moment was with my son, right? And that was when we saw what was causing his issues and were able to handle it right away. That was the first one. The second one was when I had had issues physically myself. I had a pain in my chest that wouldn't go away. I went to a number of different doctors. One guy was like, you need an EKG. Another doctor was like, you have Lyme's disease. Another doctor said, you have an autoimmune disease. And I was getting a fever every month. It wouldn't go away. I did air samples in my home. I had applied the approach that I initially had kind of signed on for, which was basically using a, a dry fog to handle my home. And it looked good. The air samples came back. It was clean, no problem. So I thought it was from going into other people's homes. But then six months later, my AC overflows. And of course, it's upsetting when it happens, right? It's like, oh God, I'm going through this. Turns out it was a blessing because I was removing the continuous flooring in my own home. I popped the baseboards and sure enough, there was a toxic mold behind the baseboards and a foot and a half up, there was Aspergillus penicillium. So these two molds, right? Catomium and the Aspergillus are fighting it out in my bedroom. It's literally a biological warfare zone in my bedroom and I'm sleeping in it. And when I see that, as soon as I pop the baseboards, I know what I'm looking at, right? So obviously I had then at that point in time, apply the full restoration technique, traditional restoration in terms of containment, cutting it out, cleaning it up, HEPAVAC, wipe down, air scrubbing. And then I fogged my whole home. And then two weeks later, all the symptoms went away. I was taking supplement after supplement to try to solve it. And it would get better, but it was only treating the symptoms rather than actually getting to the cause. Once I found the cause, which was water intrusion coming into the cinder blocks and it not being properly waterproofed and having drywall in that master bedroom, and of course, mold loves drywall, I was able to get better. So that was a point where I put my foot down with my partners and I said, that's it. We're not doing just the fogging anymore. We are going full-blown hybrid because we need to do this the right way. And I'm not going to tell somebody that we're doing it the right way if we're not. So I don't care if it costs us more money. We're going to take care of mold and mold toxicity. And that requires a full handling, not just a partial handling. Well, I, you know, as you share this, I think about, um, so you have partners in your business? I have one partner and then I had another partner and we weren't particularly philosophy wise on the same page. So mm-hmm. you know, sometimes it's better to, to move But you're on. in charge of where things are headed, your role as CEO? Yeah. Okay. That's great. So you're, you're in a position where you can make a difference for a lot of people. And as the company continues to grow, I think, you know, I look at it as an example, if you were to come into my house, I mean, you know, my wife and I were like, found the house we wanted exactly what we wanted. And we bought it it's from 1998. We moved into it. And I said, I want to make sure that this house is healthy. How quickly could you find that out? I mean, truthfully, we do a free environmental consultation, you know, that takes about an hour, right? And I have a pretty good idea when I do that. Once I, if I don't find something that's screaming out at me at that point in time, then I will call in the inspectors that I know and trust that are going to go deeper than just air samples. They're going to do mycotoxin testing. They're going to do uh, direct samples. They're going to do air samples. They're going to look in places Well, I usually look in places that nobody else would look because you have to have that care factor going up in attics, going into crawl spaces, you know, going into drawers. And I'll still do that as a CEO, just to stay fresh, to kind of make sure that I stay connected and to what, to what's going on and making sure that I have that personal connection with people. Cause otherwise 
I feel like, what am I doing? We're here to help people and we're here to serve, you know, and to command is to serve. And you're really only as valuable as you can serve others. I'm in the service industry. So that's what I'm here to do. So yeah. to, to answer your question, I could give you a pretty good idea in an hour. If I don't find something at that point in time, then I'm calling in some of the better inspectors in the U.S. to use the more detailed testing. And honestly, I would do that either way. If you really want to know how your air quality is, you want to do the more sensitive testing. It does cost more money, but at the same time, it can save you a lot more money in the long run. You know, if you have chronic issues that are actually related to mold toxicity, to mycotoxin exposure, and to these types of things that cause a lot of a lot of problems for people. So can you find experts? You can vet and find experts any place in the country and be like, Absolutely. this is what we need to test. And what, over the period of what, a week, you could map out like, hey, here's what's going on. Here's what needs to happen. Absolutely. Yes. And what would be an investment for someone? Say you don't find it right away. You got to do the air quality test. You got to get into the attic. You got to have a few more hours on site. You got to have the specialist come in. I mean, what's someone investing to say, hey, listen, I just want to make sure there's nothing wrong. You know, I have one inspector here in Tampa that is really good that he'll charge like eight fifty. I have another one that will spend, you know, eight hours in your home with another guy and they're charging like 2,500. So in Florida, you really, it's this sort of a separation of church and state, if you will. The inspectors wear one hat, the remediators wear another. So, so these are I, affiliates of yours. They're not actually your company, but you you know when it's time. Of course. Yeah. There's guys that I know that do a good job. And that's really all that I'm looking for is a guy that is going to really do a thorough job to make sure that every stone is on, is overturned and they're looking right. And that they know for certain what's going on. So, you know, there's not, there's no business relation in terms of financial connection whatsoever, but it's guys that I know do a good job and really care about the clients. And then they write out a report and a protocol, and then I'll make sure that that report and protocol gets executed. But truly, there's a lot of there. There's not enough restoration companies that understand this aspect of the business. It's something that really needs to change in the overall industry. They're chasing the insurance money, but it makes them beholden to insurance and what insurance will pay for. And similar to the medical industry, as soon as you become reliant on what insurance is going to cover, now you have lost track of what you're actually there to do, which is make people better. So, you know, I think we've had a great, I haven't even gone into all my questions, but it's funny because my questions are about stripping away junk food and waste, getting past symptom management and dealing with root cause. So it's like, who's this branding guy? And I knew I got to vibrate away that we're tuned in, we're on the same page. And, um, you know, even when you said, you know, I like to go in and climb into the attics, I work with clients one-to-one. I work with exactly two (laughs) because I want to stay sharp, but I really don't, you know, I know I can help sort of people in a group environment better. Yeah. But I go in and we sharpen the saw and I, you know, Absolutely. I have a handful of clients that I work with. I might talk to them four times a year, sort of as a board, you know, kind of an advisor kind of a thing. Yeah. But I dig that because it sharpens the tools. So what I'd like to do with everything you shared, and I, I know you were kind of finishing a thought there, but I think, I think the point that you made is really clear that we're going to go out and help people. We want to get people healthy. We're going to notice the problems. The people who are having the problems are calling. We're going to help more people understand to notice that there is a problem. It's not always sick. It could just be, let's prevent and let's know ahead of time. There are things you can do to absolutely prevent as well. No question. So I think, you know, even tooling up, making that stronger, preventing even better. You know, we've helped companies build systems where it's like, listen, monitor, you know, manage, connect with bigger groups, property managers, homeowners, homeowners associations, people who see a problem. Here's how you can see, if you see it, say something. It's just like in the airport, you see a bag, see something, say something. So I think. What I'd love to do is just kind of sum this up with, 
If listeners get nothing else from this interview, what's a primary takeaway that you want them to remember and take action on? Because remember, they could be in any business, but I want them to take action because they listen to this podcast. So if they do nothing else and you've done some difference making, and remember, there's people here who have marketing firms, there's companies listening who are just starting out. There's companies who have earned their stripes and are like, listen, I need a different way. I need an exit strategy. I'm in the trenches too much. We've got plumbers, electricians. We've got um, people in the restoration space. We've got uh, lawyers. We've got attorneys here. We've got you know people who are in, sometimes you know, anyone in a home service space or in a service industry is jumping on. So what would you leave them with that you know if they go and implement, sort of like close the idea between, wow. Oh, that was a great, you know, my worst fear here is people love my podcast and keep downloading it like they are and they don't do anything. They don't implement anything. So what would you leave them with? I think that the one thing that's been true for me is that helping people never gets old. Yeah. Okay. There are all kinds of things that you can kind of burn out on, you know, repetition, going through the same thing over and over again, it gets old. But if you were actually making a difference in somebody's life, right? That's not going to get old. So, and you know it, and some industries lean, it sort of lends itself to helping people more than others. But ultimately, if you come from that direction, people are going to pick it up. They're going to know that you're there to actually help them. And if you have that sincerity, you you talk to them from, you, you really put yourself in their shoes. You look at it like, how would I want somebody to deal with me? You, you almost put yourself in their space and you look at it from that angle. That's going to make a huge difference because you're going to treat that person in a, in a different way than just, I need to get the business. I need to close the deal. And if you can, and they'll feel it and people pay when you're actually tr- really helping them and you're solving a problem for them rather than just looking for the dollar. You know, don't get me wrong. You got to make money in today's world. There's zero question about it. But you can make that money helping people and changing people's lives, making a difference in people's lives. I think this is great. I'm taking notes here. I'm like, this is, you know, Brennan, I think you're you're not faking it. <laughs> I love the real thing. Proof of product. You know, you're the real deal. I hope that all our listeners are listening. Uh, Brennan, thanks very, very much for taking the time to be on this podcast. I think you found an avenue where there's going to be thousands, I, I would argue uh, hundreds of thousands of people. And I would say within the next you know, three to six months, there'll be millions of people who are going to hear this who need to hear it. And I'm really glad that you, we happened to connect. You got invited to the podcast and that we've had the chance to do this today. I like what you're doing. I, I appreciate it, man. I do. Awesome. Well, again, to everyone, this is Brandon Faust. He's brilliant in dealing with mold issues, helping people stay healthy, you know, and if we were to just whittle it down to the stuff that's most important you know, I think you got a guy here uh, who has the company Mold Zero. He's not talking all about himself. There's an important message is get to the root cause, stop the waste, stop, stop the pitching, stop getting sucked in. If someone says they're going to help you and your home be healthy, you know, there's got to be a way to verify and validate that it's not just a bunch of smoke and mirrors. And um, so this, hopefully this gives you pause. We'll put some information to get in touch with Brandon in the show notes. And I know that uh, after this conversation already, Brandon, we're going to be talking some more because I love the idea of making sure more people uh, hear what you're doing more. I frankly, I think, you know, I've seen the horror videos, more people in the mold remediation space aren't just uh, locking in that to make things pretty locking in future or uh, current problems forever by sealing things up and making them look pretty. I think more people need to know how to scale. Obviously you find a way to do it. Let's get you further faster, man. 
I like it. I appreciate it. Awesome, man. Great interview. Uh, thanks so much. Thanks everyone for, for joining us on the Minimalist CEO podcast. Again, I'm Nate Lindquist. Every now and then we end up with a gem and we have a great conversation. We invite someone who we know is going to be a great match. Brendan showed us today that in fact he is. I hope you take the time to implement what you've learned. Ask us questions. You can email help at theminimalistceo.com, subject line help, or you can do subject line podcast. We're a helping system. We help other businesses strip away the waste and focus on helping other people. And also we help them you know, learn how to turn competitors into clients and get out of that competition traffic jam by really validating the problems they solve. It's like what, you know, most businesses are running around and saying, you know, what major are you and what's your major? It's like, this isn't college. This isn't the industrial age. Get fascinated with solving problems. So download, subscribe to the podcast, share it with everyone else. Take the time to stay connected. Meet us on The Minimalist CEO on Facebook. Find us on Instagram, The Minimalist CEO Podcast. And uh, yeah, we're going to be back next week. So keep it coming. we got some new content, some solo training, more stuff that we're going to be announcing every single week. So good stuff to come.